interesting note on Facebook as it's tried to figure out what they are and what the rules are. Moving from something not really that important, whether or not a nipple gets seen, to how they were going to handle gore. And they originally went with, we're not going to allow... Al Gore or viscera. Yeah, the the gross stuff, human body, etc. Um, uh, and they're, they're trying to come up with a, how do we stop, how do we justify not letting ISIS and Al-Qaeda post these videos and oh. go on Facebook, among other things. Well, I'm going to get back to your doctrine, because it's sick and we don't want to. Yeah, the original rule was any any fluids that are supposed to be inside the body that are outside the body, we don't allow. <laughs> But then the that's bo- a nice standard. But then their terrorist attack in Boston, the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing happened, and people were posting all kinds of news footage that had gore in it, and they had to make the decision: Are we a news outlet? I guess we are a news outlet. And you know, everybody got thrown up in the air again. And then people posting uh, pictures in in towns in Mexico where the press doesn't print the pictures. Oh boy, of stuff drug cartels do because they're too scared. Right. Facebook can do it. Well, do we allow that? Because that's definitely news, and it's not getting out any other way. And it's a completely defensible, you know, socially, sociologically. Sure. Sure. It would it wouldn't be easy. That's why no. I think that I think the best rule for Twitter and, and Facebook are just throw it open to practically everything, or you know, filter stuff out, and as as people get mad about it, uh, adjust. I don't know why you just can't. Um, I, there must be a reason. I don't know why you just can't ignore. We don't allow ISIS. Yeah, but what about this? I, I don't allow ISIS. And I don't care. What about that? Yeah, it's not fair. Whatever. Don't use MySpace. You don't it's like because it because that doesn't stand up legally. Like because do they we have? Don't does want it? Well, that's my question. I guess does it have to stand up legally? They're just a message board. Can't no. they do whatever they want? Yes, they can do whatever they want. Then why are they tying themselves in knots over the whole nipple thing? Is it just because Zuckerberg is so scared of offending anybody? Well, no. I th- I think it has more to do with the grandstanding Congress. I remember there are certain uh, organizations that may or may not have been uh, publicly held through the years uh, that had business before the Congress. And because they had business before the Congress in situation A, uh, they urged their employees to be extremely careful in situation B. Right. Because if we piss off, well, great, a great example would be when Fox News was trying to buy Sky News right. in Great Britain and they had the... Uh, the uh, the hashtag Me Too stuff, the the sex abuse, not sex abuse, but sexual harassment scandal going on, and so the uh, the brothers, uh, what is their name? Um, uh, Redstone. Redstone. The brothers Redstone were firing everybody who'd so much as looked at a secretary and said, "You look nice today," because they didn't want Great Britain to go crazy and deny them the Sky News thing. So part of it is just Mark Zuckerberg is being politically very, very careful. You do have Ted Cruz and others wanting to regulate it like a utility, and I suppose you want to keep your head down so that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because even if it can't happen... Because it seems dumb to me. It seems to me that you'd just say, we're going to show women breastfeeding. But what about this? What about if it's a 20-year-old? I'm not showing that. How you don't, come? You don't because like it, I don't, don't want to. Because I don't want to, because I think it's stupid. What right. kind of rule is that? It's my rule. <laughs> that's what the rule is. You don't like you go to MySpace or don't look at it. I don't care. Click. That, <laughs> see, that's that's fine in my world. Partly because I'm not. I, I don't. I don't depend on Facebook, and I think it's unhealthy too. And How about it, this? Yeah, it's a giant platform, but it won't be forever. And and they get to do what they want. I don't want the government regulating 
what people can put on their websites. How about this Saudi Arabian farmer girl breastfeeding a goat? Yeah, that's fine, because that's interesting. It's part of their culture. That's just interesting. I'll allow that. How about this woman breastfeeding her German shepherd because she, <laughs> she thinks it's hot? I'm not allowing that. Well, that's not fair. Nah, sorry. Click. <laughs> that's the way I'm doing it. Hanging up That again. one's gross. That one's interesting. <laughs> right. Oh, you make the rules? Yes. Yes. I make the rules well, here on Facebook. what about people whose who's, uh, German shepherds are hungry and then... <laughs> Shut up! Would be my response. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> it's really not that... <sighs> to get back to one of the great themes of the program, German journalist said to an American as they were discussing some foreign policy question, you Americans think you can solve everything or that you should solve Everything. It is a uniquely American point of view that we must fix everything. You don't need to. You don't need to fix Facebook. There's a little inconsistency or hypocrisy, the rest of it. Okay. If they are systematically shutting down conservative voices, well, then raise your voice and howl about it and shame them into changing their their stance and their, their practices. That's fine. That's great. That's free speech at work. But I don't need Ted effing Cruz, with whom I agree on a lot of stuff, deciding what should be on Facebook. Please, I find that I could barely get through that notion without laughing. Breaking Facebook news. Oh, boy. Facebook is giving users a reputation score, rating them on their trustworthiness. Yes. On a scale of zero to... They're going to rate users on a scale from zero to one? That's a pretty tight scale. (laughs) That must be a typo. Wow, I hope hope I'm not a zero. I've been called a zero before. Uh, Congratulations, you're a one. Now you're a zero again. (laughs) Wow, it's very binary. Uh, this This is obviously... Very, very reminiscent of what Mark Zuckerberg's good friends, the communist Chinese, are doing in their society. How many tens of thousands of people are they going to have to hire, though, to go through everybody's account and give you a score? It's an algorithm. Hmm. They'll run your, your S through an algorithm. Uh, rhythm yeah, there, and, there, and rate you. There are computers doing this better than before. Pretty recently, it was just all human beings. Looking at thousands of images per day and just saying yes, no, yes, no, or listening to clips or whatever, and seeing some of the worst stuff on earth and going crazy, which would be a terrible job. What about an African woman who is breastfeeding a goat, but clearly fornicating as she does that with no no genitals visible? I wouldn't show that. Well, you don't make the rules. Well, if I did make Facebook's rule on it, I'm, I'm guessing it's a no. No visible genitals. It's art. Celebrates celebrates the continuity of human fertility helping the animal kingdom. Okay, good. No, that's fantastic. (laughs) I would sure like to have been in some of those meetings that they were recreating there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what if it's a baby? How is it a baby? If it can walk, it's not a baby. Says probably a room full of people that don't have kids, I'm guessing. Right, exactly. (laughs) Idiots. Um, I remember we we talked about this back in the uh, early days of talk radio, where you'd take a bunch of calls from of people who were, had half wit opinions and were boring. Um, but some of you were not. Some of you were great callers. But um, uh, I knew I worked with a gent whose wife was breastfeeding their child at age six. Yeah, I was going to mention the one of the jokes in my town is why do they have spring break? It's so the college kids can come home and breastfeed. <laughs> <laughs> Because I do it too long, you say. Because the dependents are the helicopter better. <laughs> anyway, six six is a little old. Yeah. 
It was disturbing. I mean, the kid, like, man, I had a rough day. Can I have, a, have one of those? I'd really take the edge off. Nothing, nothing relaxes me better than a smoke and a breastfeed. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> Fell off the slide again. Yeah. A tough day. I tell you what, Mom, tonight just to squirt that into a cup, I'll have a white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So are you I, I, I've not heard that joke from your college town. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure that's a joke used many places. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, six is too old. I don't know what too old is. I think six is. But Here come the emails. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to make a law that you can't do it. I don't care. You're not? Do whatever you think is right. Ted Cruz is taking a look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, these are odd times. Uh, you don't have to solve everything. No. So Russians are hacking uh, all kinds of things, as we know, as we talked about a little bit earlier. The story out there, hacking conservative websites and Microsoft and all kinds of stuff. And Brave Brave Antifa, a Bernie voting liberal, shows up for protest, but they mistake him for the other side and bash his head in, even as he tries to explain himself. Oof, that's rough. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I mentioned this earlier, um, and it relates to what we're about to talk about. More matters cyber, or miters saber. So my wife's got this little website that she made, and it's uh, pretty impressive to me that she was able to go online and figure out how to do that, and made her own little website. She'll put her in charge of ours. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't get a lot of traffic. It's a minor hobby thing of hers, really, or whatever. So, but she mentioned to me the other day because you can, I guess you can go into the, 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 the background data to see who's going to your site. 90% of the hits she gets on the website are from Russia. Now, unless Russian people are just super into the same hobby, that's which, funky. Which leads me to believe that every dang website is getting blasted by Russians constantly, whether it's election machinery and, you know, uh, banks, um, our own government, or whatever your website is. So it would seem. And Tony Rahm, Washington Post tech reporter, joins us uh, with the story uh, breaking today about Russian hackers uh, targeting various institutions in the U.S. Hello, Tony. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for joining us. So what's the big news today? Yeah, the big news today is that some of the interference that we saw in the lead up to the 2016 presidential election is most certainly still going on as we're just months away from the 2018 congressional election. And specifically, the findings from Microsoft released last night and this morning suggest that uh, a known group with ties to the Russian government essentially set up six phony websites with the goal of phishing uh, those who landed on those pages. That's essentially breaking into their servers and whatnot by serving malicious code on websites that looked to be normal and legitimate to the to the naked eye. Uh, these websites look to masquerade as the U.S. Senate. Uh, two of them uh, looked to be uh, Republican think tanks, Republican-leaning think tanks. Uh, I think that there was another one that even masqueraded itself as a Microsoft product. And once again, what we're seeing is that the goal appears to be to hack into folks who are involved in U.S. politics. And so if you're a member of Congress, if you're some of the folks who 
have been studying this stuff for a long time. Today's findings from Microsoft are just bad news because they suggest that the government and tech companies really haven't truly figured out how to stop this Russian political meddling here in well, the United States. Well, getting to the story I just told, if, if you heard it about uh, my wife's website, are the Russians just going at everything that we've got online in America? Well, I can't speak to the website, but I can certainly say that when it comes to the U.S. political system, we're just seeing time and time again that Russians are looking to use the same playbook to cause social and political unrest. In the 2016 election, we saw this take a number of forms. Then it was uh, Russian trolls who were posting fake content and taking out fake ads on Facebook, promoting messages that seemed to stoke tensions around issues of race and immigration and gay rights, all in a bid to drive Americans to fight with each other online. And a lot of that content was was viewed by hundreds of millions of Americans right before and right after the 2016 election. We also had reports that Russian organizations were hacking in uh, to, to, to political parties in the sort uh, during 2016. And that same thing is still hey, going dude, on. Hey, dude, dude, you got to slow down and let us talk now and then. You just have to. Yeah, we, we want to have a conversation with you, Tom, Tony. This is excellent stuff, and it's about the fairest description of the meddling that I have heard, which we appreciate very much. We understand that they're targeting this time around specifically some conservative leaning folks who are pro-russian sanctions which is a bit of a different uh, twist yeah it's certainly the case that they're going after those organizations and there are uh, two in particular it's the hudson institute and the international republican institute that second group the iri has members of congress sitting on its board who have been critical of president trump as well uh, so the pages that had set up had masqueraded as those two think tanks which of course led those organizations to express a bit of concern today well you know i think this is helpful in the, and we've been taking this angle for the longest time because everything turns into just partisan screeching that the point of the last go around was not to get trump elected i mean that was part of it but it was to sow the seeds of discontent and then hatred and the rest of it and just mess with us and and diminish confidence in our institutions. I almost feel like we need to have a Democrat get elected president with meddling before we can all just sit down and say, okay, (laughs) now it's even, and they do it all the time. What can we do to stop it? Yeah. Yeah. Have the Russians responded to the allegations at all? But yes, they have. They've said that it's not true. They they didn't uh, see the evidence that Microsoft put out. They they you know once again have taken issues with the conclusions drawn by uh, U.S. intelligence groups and by U.S. tech companies. But this is something that we've seen from Russian organizations and from the Russian government throughout this. Even when presented with lots of evidence that points out the way that they've tried to interfere in the U.S. political process. Right, Tony Rahm, uh, Wapo Tech reporter. Really good stuff, Tony. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Yeah, my point was just that I, it, it would seem like, based on our experience at our house, that the, the, the Russians are hacking, trying to hack into everything. Everything we've got. Right. All the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And is there anything we can do about that? Well, we are doing it, honestly. The, the fact that we know about this and are talking about it is evidence that we're doing something about it. But it's... Uh, are we bombarding other countries like that? I don't know. I certainly hope so. I hope so, too. Um. Because, you know, they there, there are a number of different things they want to accomplish, including if you can harness thousands and thousands, millions and millions of computers and have malware on them so that they can do your bidding, their bidding, rather. I've got too many uh, pronouns in the sentence. If the Russians can harness millions of computers to do their bidding, there's all sorts of stuff they can accomplish with that. Like, uh, for instance? Just plan, uh, you know, spreading uh, other viruses around. 
um, you know, bringing down the internet. Uh, and there's a document putting putting fake messages and uh, fake emails into your computer from within. Uh, there's a documentary out right now about Stuxnet. I don't know how long yeah. it's been out. It's supposed to be really good. I want to watch that, but uh, I need to have my eye opened more to what could be done with the right viruses. Everything. Everything could be done. Well, no, seriously. Virtually everything. Anything a computer can do, bad guys can do it for them instead of you if they get access to your computer. I mean, like, if I was a good hacker, I could get 10 million computers that I had control of uh, that would suddenly show uh, tasteful nudes of myself if I wanted to do that. Well, what would be the advantage of that? Well, I'd like to horrify the entire population. Mass of embarrassment. Well, right, exactly. No, but the, that's the that's an illustration of what you could do. Well, what are we going to do to stop it? We're doing it. <laughs> How do I know? Because I just told you. <laughs> It's it's an ongoing fight. I end up in the same spot every time we have these conversations. I hope we're better at it than the other people are. We've been better than everybody else in the world for like 70 years at all the important stuff. Welcome to Humble Town, America. Now all of a sudden we're on an even playing field with freaking North Korea? That's yeah, rough, isn't it? Although, you know, our, our backup, hey, cut it out, or wheel is better than theirs. That's true. Which in life is is not insignificant. We shall see. You know, we're working as hard as we can. They're working as hard as they can, and we're fighting. One thing he said that I wanted to uh, add to was, yeah, there's lots of talks about all the information and fake sites and this and that went out. There's not a lot of data showing it changed many votes. That it changed many people's minds. That it had much of an effect. In fact, there's a fair amount of data that says it didn't. Did not. Did not have right. much of an effect on people. Mm-hmm. Which I could believe. Sure. There's so much information out there around an election. Right. And a lot of it's crap. I mean, candidates spend millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars on these ads that we all look at and roll our eyes. Sure. So... That We have that in our favor. We're all so cynical and drinking out of a fire hose that I'm not sure any of your... uh, your stories have that much effect. It'd be hard to measure anyway. Maybe you get this much more concerned about illegal immigration or this much more concerned about yeah. something. The thing that really bothers me, and it'd be a great lead into the Antifa story if we had time, but we'll get to it in a little bit, um, is that one of the worst things that's happened in the last few years, politically speaking, is the uh, the percentage of Americans who buy their own sides apocalyptic description of the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you grew up a Republican, for instance, you know, in 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, and people would describe the Democrats as, as, you know, something, well, generally they wouldn't because it wouldn't do you any good. People would think, why are you describing, you know, John Kerry as a communist? He's not a communist. Um, But the percentage of people who buy those bizarre, like fairy tale monster descriptions of the other side is growing. And I think the Russian trolls have contributed to that. Which is why people feel justified in busting each other's heads open. That made me think of Pizzagate and Alex Jones and Bill Maher standing up for Alex Jones. We'll have to play that right. for you later. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got an update on the man arrested by ICE as he was driving his pregnant wife to the hospital. The battle over 3D gun printers continuing today and a major discovery that could make colonizing the moon a whole lot easier. Finally, yes. escape this rat trap. Get to the moon. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
anybody knows what Madonna was dressed as for the Video Music Awards last night, let me know. I know you didn't see it. Neither did anybody else. I'm quite certain it's some sort of cultural appropriation, and I'd like to be outraged. I just need to know which culture to be outraged on behalf of. Got this text, if you were listening earlier. She appears to be dressed as a Christmas tree, so I'm angry on behalf of Christians. We got this text. If you were listening earlier, you'll understand it. Jack, we the listeners will forgive your truck eating debt if you breastfeed one of your goats. Yes. <laughs> Think that over. News now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, we're learning more about the man detained by ICE agents while taking his pregnant wife to the hospital last week. I heard that. ICE agents pulled over a guy just driving his wife to the yeah. hospital. It was in the New York Times. It was yeah, all over the place. Right. That's just how shows hateful you how, and racist they are. We're such a hateful country. Oh, my. It's like the Gestapo. Go on, Marshall. Officials in Mexico confirming Joel Arona Lara is wanted in connection with a murder south of the border. Oh, yeah. The Mexican government contacted us and said, catch this guy. He's a murderer. We want him back. And we said, okay. And and, And some journalists knew that and kept it out of the story. Others should have known it if they were doing their job, but didn't. And even when they found out, they left it out of the story. That is how dishonest they are. Just keep it in mind going forward. The L.A. Times reporting that the warrant also mentions two other men and that Laura had beat the victim to death in 2014. So a cold-blooded, horrific murderer. Ah, you'd think that'd factor its way into the story. And the uh, reason someone is arrested, is that, that often... Uh is uh, available to anybody who asks. The warrant includes photos of Arona Laura as well as his wife's name and those of his parents. Now, the connection to the three men listed in the warrants, not clear, but Laura's attorney says, no, 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 he did nothing wrong. The authorities have confused him with his brother, but Mexican authorities say no. They insist this is the guy they're looking for. Laura picked up last week in San Bernardino, and his wife has since uh, had a healthy baby boy. So anyway, that's the latest on the story that uh, sparked a lot of outrage over the last few days. Got a federal judge in Seattle scheduled to hear arguments today on whether to block the settlement of the U.S. uh, State Department reached with a company that will allow it to post blueprints for printing 3D weapons on the Internet. The federal agency had tried to stop a Texas company from releasing the plans online, arguing it violated export regulations. God, it just seems like a losing battle. Nope. It's over. You're right. I mean, I agree. Uh, there's no way to stop it. Yeah, so don't waste your energy. Now, my friends, NASA says there is definitely ice on the moon. Scientists say new research confirms... Another guy de- delivering a, a pregnant wife on the moon. Now they got to go there to, to recruit him up. <laughs> no, you I, mean the cold, the frozen water, yes. I believe he's referred to. Yes, we are. Sorry, I was already to be outraged. Yes, exactly. it's, a, it's a real leap forward in terms of moon cocktails. <laughs> Scientists say new research is confirming the presence of ice in the constantly dark recesses of the moon's north and south polar regions. Yes, that's where I suspected it was. NASA saying that this might make it much more possible for future moon expeditions to, to use cocktails. lunar ice as a resource and would make it a lot easier to colonize the moon. Got a bunch of hipster mustachioed bartenders up there hand crushing ice, making you craft cocktails now. <laughs> crawling down into the crevices. Yeah, this is moon ice. You get the best Moscow mules with moon ice. Hand crushed ice. <laughs> Whatever. 
2018 MTV Video Music Awards in the books, and there was an unexpected arrival who showed up at those awards, strolling on the pink carpet at Radio City Music Hall, none other than Michael Avenatti. heck are you doing here? Well, you know, I was invited to this great event. It's a pretty cool event, and uh, I thought I'd show up. Creepy porn promoter Michael Avenatti. He's good. He's good at what he is. Promoting pornography. Well, promoting himself. I think he's mostly into that. Avenatti's uh, been uh, talking about running for president as a Democrat in 2020. Please do. There you go. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Squawky, the bald eagle, symbolizing freedom. Liberal voter, Bernie voter, shows up to march against fascists. Whatever that is. And Antifa beats him half to death. Why? Stay with us. So the uh, changing world of legal marijuana and how the the big guys are going to take over before you know it. Uh, Artisanal small grower marijuana people are going to be up against it. If you're going to blaze it, blaze it with Marlboro. Ask your bug tender. I just became aware of that term. Ask your bug tender about this. He knows, or she knows. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. into my free speech for a minute because Alex Jones, uh, who is not my friend and who tells crazy lies about me, uh, is uh, thrown off Twitter, I think, and Facebook and a few other platforms. I think he's going to... Thank God! Uh, Well... If you're a liberal, you're supposed to be for free speech. That's free speech for the speech speech you hate. That's what free speech means. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. If you care about the real American or you don't. And if you do, it goes for every side. I don't like Alex Jones, but Alex Jones gets to speak. Everybody gets to speak. Crowd gets confused. Wait a minute. Crowd gets confused by those things. I'm supposed to, like, not want... Stuff I disagree with to even be heard, Man, I it's, thought. It's such a simple concept. I grasped it as a very young person. Yeah. I, I like get it. Like an eight-year-old can really grasp it. Well, why, why are so many... What do you mean the Nazis get to march? Really? It's not that hard to get. Anyway, a lot of people don't. Yeah, so here is a liberal fellow who voted for Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primaries. Held his nose, voted for Hillary in the general. And then attended a quote-unquote far-right rally in Portland as a counter-demonstrator intent on signaling his opposition to the fascist event, he told the Oregonian. The problem, of course, as Orwell pointed out a long time ago, and it's back in fashion, is fascist means anything you don't like. Except it's such a scary term, that justifies then you hurting people and silencing them because you use the magic word like your hairy effing potter fascist. One of the masked militants attacked Mr. Welch. This guy's name is um, Mike Welch. 
striking him. Uh, one of the masked militants attacked him, striking him over and over again with some kind of metal rod concealed in a black cloth. He crumpled to the ground with blood streaming out of the gaping wound in his head. How did I Antifa misidentify Welch? Well, that's uh, that is a good question, an interesting one. Uh, it's funny that they skip over the idea of somebody smashing somebody's head open, and 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 think well, the interesting question is uh, how did they not understand he was one of the good guys? You shouldn't be smashing anybody's head open. We could just stop there, but. He had brought an American flag with him in an attempt to take the symbol back from Patriot Prayer, the group holding the rally. Boy, I should have run that by uh, Antifa first. Oh, Sean, my mistake. I meant to have you get the clip, uh, no USA at all, that one. Um, The right and certainly a lot of smaller groups like Patriot Prayer might rush to things like the flag and try to take it up as this is our symbol exclusively, Mr. Welch explained. Part of my thinking was to take it back. And aside from a few odd looks, Welch did not encounter any problems when he joined other counter-protesters at City Hall, etc., etc. In fact, he saw other people with American flags sprinkled among the group of progressives, union members, and social justice advocates, activists. But then two members of Antifa confronted him and demanded he hand over the flag, which they characterized as a fascist symbol. Ah, you remember? They get to define anything as fascist they want and then put you in the hospital if they want. Because they're right. They're in the right. Because they're social justice warriors. And he said, no, you're not going to take my flag. Here's why I'm carrying it. And they responded by bashing his head open. And kind of fell apart there at the end, guys. We need to practice that. Some of you people who demand, who defend these monsters in your, your emails, you send articles. Like this one woman sent an article from some publication or another explaining that the white supremacists were on the scene with their Nazi beliefs, blah, blah, blah. And they were describing a group that's not the white supremacists at all. And that's your problem. Y'all decide you get to define people how you want and then bash their heads in. Not only am I against the bashing heads in, I'm not particularly interested in how you define groups because you're really, really bad at it. You're constantly leaping to conclusions and making mistakes. Smash, smash, smash. Unfriggin' believable. No. Um, It's a Trump-free Tuesday. Hashtag TFT is really trending. And uh, so I think this could technically be a violation in mentioning the Manafort trial, but actually, since it's got nothing to do with the president, at least as of yet, uh, I don't think it is. So the jury is uh, asking the judge questions again. If I'm on the jury, can I say... Uh, look, we've gone through, because there's like 30 counts, right? Yeah. We've, we've gone through like 10 of them. He's he's 70 years old. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in jail the rest of his life. So can I'd really like to go home. Can we just flip a coin on the rest of these or something? Well, it's been interesting. Jack is an expert jury analyst, because I've been on a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge is, uh, they call it, what? there's a nickname for the court. Uh, get her done junction or hurry to hell up uh, corner or something. I can't remember, but there's a nickname for this judge because he really wants things to move snappily. And the prosecution kept saying, judge, we'd like to enter into evidence this and show it to the jury, publish it. And he'd say, they can look at it in deliberations. Let's keep moving. 
And so they've got hundreds and hundreds of documents, and they don't know which ones apply to which charge. Oh, God, that'd be awful. What an awful room that would the be judge, to be in. Partly because the judge was in such a hurry. And you so might... if they're trying to be conscientious about it, they have a stack of documents. All right, this is document 40C3, IRS code, blah, 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 blah. It seems to be something about gas mileage. And if you don't happen to have an accountant or... I don't know, somebody with ex- some expertise in that, it would be awful going through all that crap. Or just exhaustive notes on what applied to what, what documents applied to what charge. So they're trying to figure all that out now. Oh, that would they suck. They think. That would really suck. Mm-hmm. And I would be thinking, I mean, I don't, you know, I think he committed crimes. I have no problem with him going to jail for it and everything like that. But it's not like... I, I, this is gonna this is gonna be a lot of work, but we got to do it. He's a he's a child murderer or something like. That. At some point, I'd be working on this thing. Okay, he's seventy years old, so he goes back to his house and dies of old age in a dozen years. I want to go home. Right, <laughs> right. We we got like seven charges. We're saying confect. How about we split the less the the rest right down the middle? We'll acquit him on some, convict him on the others. Well, and keep in mind, and again, my sample size is not great. I've just been on a couple of juries clear through the verdict. I can promise you there are a couple of people on that jury who couldn't decide to close the door if there are hungry crocodiles coming through it. I mean, they're just incapable of rational thought. And and sometimes they'll say, well, I don't know, you know, space aliens could have forged all those documents. What? No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not serious, are you? And you got to spend days trying to browbeat them, threaten them, reason with them to get them to admit, okay, space aliens probably didn't fill out those forms. Manafort. How much are you exaggerating? Only slightly. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh, God. People who are incapable of reason. I wouldn't make it. Yeah. People who enter the jury room with their half-wit prejudices, and just cling to them like they're driftwood in a shipwreck. So how hard did they work to try to get people on the jury that don't have a strong opinion on Manafort's old boss, since it's a Trump-free Tuesday? Yeah. um, Surely they did, but who doesn't? Although the judge was super careful that he couldn't be brought up in any context other than... Okay, well then, who doesn't have a strong opinion on his old boss? That's got to be playing some role in there, doesn't it? Even if it's not said out loud? In the jury room? I doubt it. I doubt it. After many days of testimony about tax evasion and the rest of it, I doubt it. I hope not. Because that would be awful. Oh, my God. Oh, either way, either direction. Yeah. Oh, just trying to reason with them. You're in there and you're trying to figure this out. Yeah. I'm not helping Trump out. What are you talking about? Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Did the guy have an ostrich coat or didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I've seen that coat, too. It's pretty good looking. I wouldn't wear it, but I'm not a pimp. There are are juries I think it'd be really interesting to be on. That doesn't sound like one to me. I think it would just be a really grinding, awful, boring work. Yeah, there are plenty like that. Civil cases can can make you just want to be dead, from what I hear. Also, there are horrible cases. Yeah, yeah. Where where terrible human beings need to be judged and and put away, and you have to deal with all that evidence. I I hope to never do that. And then, if you got one of those where, like, it really matters to you that this person gets put away, and you have somebody that's a holdout for a dumb reason, that would be really tough. Yes. That'd be really tough. Somebody has a holdout for Manafort, I want to get out of there, but okay, let him go then. Fine, I don't care. I want to go home now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. 
The first trial, uh, I was on the jury. I was the foreman, actually. It ended that way. Um, we were split. It just wasn't that big a deal. And <laughs> it was like, all right, F it. Was it copyright infringement? Or? It was, Michael. And you know how I am about that. I'm a stickler. Didn't have expressed written consent from Major League Baseball. Right. They had implied oral consent. <laughs> couple of yahoos had a beef and went to pounding on each other, and the one guy split his head open. And so what was, like, the worst thing that could happen? The guy gets charged with assault? Uh, assault and battery. Either yeah. does or doesn't. Yeah, well, he was charged, obviously, but convicted, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and he wouldn't have gone to jail or anything. He'd been on probation. And and he's either the sort of person that's, that's going to happen again or not. Oh, either no, way. he had a legitimate beef. I'd have beat the guy down, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, certainly, it's it's best if you can avoid violence, uh, you know, in any situation. But if things got a little heated... Uh, yeah, Is this the one where the guy got involved with a woman that was trouble? No. Oh. No, that was the other one, which I uh, imposed like a six-month statute of limitations on talking about. But <laughs> no, this was the guy who... Uh, uh, a couple of immigrant fellas. And, and the one guy had a car that he needed to get to work. And the other guy said, oh, I fix cars. And many, many days went by, and the car wasn't getting fixed, and it wasn't given back to the guy. And the guy, the guy finally said, "Where's my effing car?" The guy gave him a, you know, some guff, and the guy said, "All right, now we're fighting." And wow, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's not the highest of stakes, right there. No, and everybody was fine. I mean, I've had my head split open plenty of times. It's unpleasant, but you'd be fine. So we made it through three hours, more or less, of a TFT. Um, we got more to come. The uh, whole marijuana thing is about to change, either now or certainly in the next couple of years. Um, it's going to change drastically from what it is now. Let's talk Dude. about that a little bit. I understand uh, Sean has done some research on this, oh, so we can talk to him. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 